Welcome to Making Your Impact, a podcast to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling and make your positive impact on the world. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I have a passion for making an impact, and I also have a passion for helping you make yours. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Making Your Impact. I am, well, I'm frankly just thrilled that you are here right now. For those of you who don't know me, I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I am a nonprofit co-founder and a director, an anti-human trafficking activist, attorney, speaker, and writer. You can learn more about me at melissaike.com. That's melissaeick.com. Today's episode is a self care experiment. I am taking you along with me and walking you through a self-care activity that I have been working on throughout this whole year. But before we dive in, it is time for an Instagram shout out. This week's shout out goes to Janie Mary. Janie recently followed the podcast Instagram at Making Your Impact. Janie is my friend and one of my fellow trustees for Yukon Writer Society, and frankly, she is just as wonderful and merry as her name sounds. Janie is a children's book author who I think is going to be breaking into some other genres, and she is one to follow, so you can follow her at Janie Mary. If you'd like a shout out as well, just head over to the podcast Instagram at Making Your Impact, click the follow button, and I may just give you a shout out on the show. Today, I am sharing another episode that I recorded early on in my podcast development before I was like entirely sure what shape the show was going to take. I knew I wanted to incorporate self-care into the podcast. So I just decided to record an episode that takes you along with me on a field trip of sorts uh, for what has become an important self-care activity in my life, and that is meal prep. But this isn't the kind of meal prep that you see on Facebook, the kind where you prep lunch for, you know, the work week. Uh, Since January of this year, I've been developing strategies to spend one day a month preparing and freezing meals for lunch and dinner for one whole month. I, I definitely was inspired by all those meal prep videos you see online, but I noticed that one, they only prep for lunch for the five-day work week, leaving out dinners and weekends, and I wanted those covered as well. And two, they require you to spend a few hours every weekend prepping for just the next week. I knew that just wouldn't work for me because I need time on weekends to write and to work on this podcast. And every so often, you know, have like a little bit of fun, just here and there when I can. Um, So I just decided to develop my own approach. And so throughout this episode, I take you through my thought process for one month's worth of cooking, the kind of things that I cook, and then some of the practicalities in case it's something that you would ever want to try as well in your own way that works for you. I have mentioned in previous episodes about uh, how the self-care wheel is a super useful tool for choosing activities that help us take care of ourselves so we can make our impact for others. The self-care wheel, if you haven't heard of that, identifies six areas of self-care in life and then lists examples of activities that contribute to wellness in those areas. Um, I posted the self-care wheel on the Instagram 
for the podcast. So you can check it out there. And then I also talk about self-care in more detail in episode three of the podcast, if you want to give that a quick listen. Uh, For this episode, the category that I pulled from is the physical category. Although I was thinking that an argument could be made that this overlaps with the personal category because another goal of my meal prep is saving money. But I think really a lot of self-care activities overlap because that's how our lives as human beings work as well. So I'm cool with that. And then a few things, you might call them caveats of this episode, Um, So I recorded this last March and like I mentioned, it was when I was still figuring out what this show would become. So some parts of the episode are like kind of on the go, the field trip aspect I was referring to. And then there are also parts where I am like wrestling with grocery bags, but that's pretty brief. And then also like there's sizzling meat as it's cooking. There's like sound effects. And then also I was, well, I was figuring out best practices for recording I hadn't quite figured them out yet, uh, but I have edited the episode the best I can for sound quality, but I didn't record it in like a controlled environment. So the quality is different from the other episodes, but it's not bad. Um, And then there's also a section, though, where I step away from the phone I like have it sitting there because I record this on my phone, my Android. So I set it there and then I go and do something else and I'm sort of talking at a distance into the phone. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably not, you know, the best recording practice, but it's a pretty short lived part and it's real life. Like you're right there with me in my kitchen. Oh, and then one more thing. This is fun. So regular listeners of the podcast can listen for things that I've already mentioned in previous episodes that I recorded months after recording this one last March. And I'm like, guys, it's like we already have our own inside references on episode 12. Like, how cool is that? All right, so that is enough preamble for the episode. Let's get into it. So I'm sitting here at Walmart waiting to pick up my groceries, backed into my parking spot, got the, oh, have a, there we go, popped the trunk, and they came over and checked in with me. This has been so life-changing for me to do grocery pickup um, or at Target when I have supplies that I need to get. Gosh, the time that it has saved. All right, we Bye. have one substitution okay. today. I'm trying to block this Oh, uh, thank you. you. <laughs> I think that's fine. All right. Let me have you some here. You want everything in the trunk? Yes, that will work. All right. Oh, then Miss Jamesha is going to tell you about our little program we got going oh, on. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay, so for St. Patrick's Week, uh-huh. we're playing a game. At the end of the week, whoever comes up with the most third way wins a uh, free lunch. Okay. If you could just mention our names and then just code word lucky. Oh, okay. You have your names on be, there? Yes, I wrote my name down. My name oh. is Jamisha and her name is Katie. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'll totally do it. Awesome. Yeah, I'll give it to some friends. Okay. I'm seeing some friends. Okay. I'll see it. Thank you. Wow. You heard it here first. Special thing today. Oh, got it. Okay, good. Thanks. This was a very special day indeed because there was a promotion going on. The thing is that she gave me this super cute shamrock cookie because it is St. Patrick's Day on Sunday and it's shaped like a shamrock. It's got green sprinkles. It's adorbs. Thanks so much. You too. I don't know about you, but when I go to Target, Uh, There's so many cute things there that I will spend quite a bit of time like perusing 
the aisles. And I found, you know, that just results in spending a lot more time than I want to spend to go and like get a bottle of Windex and some socks. So using the Target Drive Up program, I can save time. And then the cool thing is that when I want to go to Target and look around, it's a treat and I'm doing it um, really intentionally to go and enjoy and just like looking at all of the adorable things that they have. And, and it's something that I really enjoy instead of, instead of like accidentally spending my time doing that and then getting frustrated at how much time I've spent. I have had, I've also used Instacart, uh, I think just once so far. Oh, but then about a month and a half ago, a dude hit my car while I was driving and I was, I was okay, you know, sore, but my poor car, it took a real hit, like literally. Um, and I did not have it. Well, I didn't have it for three weeks and thankfully the, that person's insurance covered a rental for me, but it happened on a Friday night and then like the car rental companies, I'll close on the weekend and they would not um, let me use the airport um, rental desk. And so for two days, I didn't have a vehicle and I... I had started this whole plan of really trying to use all the food I had or the vast majority of it before buying more. So I was down to bare bones. Like my plan, I had all my stuff in my Walmart grocery cart to, you know, finally submit and go pick up that weekend and do some cooking. And then that happened. And I was like, uh oh, I don't have, I don't have really much of anything to eat. And then I was like, $10 to have someone bring me these groceries? Yes, please. And so I went ahead and did it and, oh man, it was so great. But I can't justify spending the $10 on that very often, but it really helped out in that case. So I'm just unloading my groceries right now. And I thought I would record while doing that for sound effect reasons. I am really excited because I have been working toward this plan of spending one day per month cooking everything that I would eat for the next, for, for the whole next month. Wow, there's some stuff that really rolled far in the back of my trunk. <laughs> okay, not the best timing. So for years, I've struggled with eating out too much. And that is usually, I realize, I finally like really, really thought about why that was the case. When I want to save money, why was I eating out so often? And not like eating out with friends because I categorize them differently. And I was like, well, for one thing, I would try to, oh, for example, buy a bunch of fresh groceries to cook during the week. And then, you know, the kind of work I'm in, nonprofit work, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to predict how any day is going to go. Okay, no problem. Those are just my frozen turkey burgers falling on the floor. No big deal. 
yeah, I would get home and I would just be worn out. So it's 5.30 or so, and I'm like, I'm hungry right now, and I'm tired, and I don't have the mental energy to do another thing. Uh, and so I would just end up eating out, and then the fresh stuff would go to waste. By the time I would have like a decent amount of time to get to it, oh, also a lot of the time when I would get home at night, I needed to work more. Like my day wasn't even close to being over. So to even think about cooking that food, cleaning up the mess, um, or like living with the mess, which neither of those options appealed to me, it just, yeah, it would result in both spending too much money eating out and then that fresh food goes to waste. So I'm like doubly wasting money. So then I'm like, okay, I, I will do frozen food, you know? So I would get frozen pizza, frozen mac and cheese, frozen lasagna. And that stuff is just like pure sodium. Um, and I, I, I knew that it was not great for me. But again, I just felt so backed into a corner. Like, how do I break out of this, this cycle that I'm in and achieve all of these goals, all of the goals, eating healthy, cooking more and saving money and saving time. It just seemed, they all seemed sort of contradictory to me. And frankly, those first few years of founding a nonprofit, when everyone is working 24 hours a day, doing the jobs of multiple people, um, to sit and think through something like that with intentionality, um, that too, it takes time and it takes mental energy. So last fall, I got onto a self-care kick. Oh, well, what happened was I got invited by this group I'm now a part of called the Yukon Writer Society. They had a conference, an amazing conference. Talk about a small but mighty group, but that's another, that's another topic for another time. They had this conference and one of the topics they wanted discussed was self-care. And I thought, well, I can talk about self-care because it had, it's just something I've been studying for years and is super failing at, but at the same time growing in. And I'm like, well, that's something, right? Progress over perfection, I think, is something that Gretchen Rubin often says. So my idea for self-care was to do some batch cooking um, to make a few weeks worth of meals that... I made that I had control over, I could control the sodium, the ingredients that went into it, and then I would just have something that I could just heat up at night, in the morning, because a lot of times mornings would be, before I was getting up early, I would be running, okay, sorry, there's plastic on plastic on plastic, okay, um, I would just be running to try to get somewhere running late. I needed something that I could just grab and eat in the car. I'm a breakfast person and that's changed now with my early mornings, but that was my thought. And so last October I spent a day, I made a bunch of my mom's famous breakfast casserole recipe. 
I made some soup. I, oh, I prepped a bunch of turkey burgers. Um, just went ahead and cooked them and then refroze them. And I was like, I don't know how this is gonna turn out. I didn't know how it would turn out to freeze this stuff and reheat it. It was a big experiment, which is also something that I enjoy. And you know, it worked pretty well. I ate out so much else. I remember I was driving home one day and I was super tired. Um, oh, I'll just, I'll just go over here and like pick up a, a, a burger and some fries or something and go home. And then I thought, oh, you know, I've got some of that stuff at home. I've got those turkey burgers and I've got whatever side dish. Yeah, I'll just do that. And then in that moment, I was like, gasp, that's it. This is, this is what I've been wanting to do. This is the success uh, that I have been seeking. So then, uh, let's see, I had food for, through about like mid-November. Okay, well then, like for nonprofits, that's end of year um, fundraising. That's one of my busiest times of year. Um, plus going... Uh, to Iowa for the holidays. So when I came back from Christmas, I was on like a New Year's inspired organization kick, but not just organizing things, although I did that too. More like systematizing my life um, because I have these things that I want to accomplish, these big goals that need time now. I have to be working on them now. For example, this podcast. Um, so that I can grow them into what I want them to be. But I also have this job that is uh, um, demanding and it is my calling and I believe in it so much and is exactly what I would have always wanted to do with my life. All happening at the same time. That's a lot of like making dreams come true. And also because the job um, at Dragonfly is a calling, I'm a, um, a co-founder of the organization. It has just been very easy. Oh, there's my grill, it's ready to go. It's so easy to only do that stuff um, because it's such it's so important knowing that lives can hang in the balance of whether you know depending on on whether or not we exist and we're doing what we do so I saw a, a sermon actually from Craig Groeschel he's a pastor of a church called Life Church I just that first Sunday of the year I just thought you know I'm gonna watch I'm going to tune into Life Church this morning and see what's up. And he was talking all about um, habits and how they help you reach your goals. It was, it was like, it was exactly what I was wanting, exactly what I was needing to hear in this moment. It came together with everything that I was already thinking of. And he talked about how, for example, he'll eat kind of the same thing every day. And I, that just inspired me. I was like, well, I can do that to a degree. And that's what made me think I should just get into this and, and do this thing where I cook meals for the rest of the month on one day because of the efficiency of it. And I know that there are some people who 
like food is a hobby. It is a passion for them. They, they wouldn't probably enjoy eating the same thing most days, or they wouldn't enjoy having their meals determined for them so far in advance. I get that, but I'm just not like that. I want to eat whatever is good and will make it so I'm not hungry so that I can get on to the next thing. That's just always how I have been. And so this kind of system, it just really, it struck me as something that could really super work for me. And, and that's what got me back into it. And so starting in January and all through February, doing the best I could, you know, it takes some calibration to figure out how much do I need to buy in order to have meals for a month. You know, I had been more in the habit of trying to spend as little as I could on groceries um, in one in one setting. And then I, and so it, it just took a while to get out of that mentality to a mentality of thinking, yeah, I'm probably gonna need to buy um, a bunch of groceries. It's gonna be, it's gonna feel more expensive because it's it's more money just like all in one go. But then as as these last couple months have um, unfolded, I have really realized that no, that one big bill actually saves money in the long run. It just you know it just takes a little while. And then also um, something that I learned is how long, how far does something go? How long is something going to last? Do I really like this thing or do I get tired of eating it? And then I'm right back where I was trying to get like fast food or, or eating out more often. So it has definitely been a big learning experience. And I feel like this is the first month where I kind of understand myself and I understand the process and I understand uh, the, the needed calibration. Normally I would have picked up my groceries today and then done some prep work tonight and then spent, you know, a good portion of tomorrow cooking like all day Saturday. Of course, of course, that's not how this weekend is going to work out. Um, I have a lunch to go to today. I have a St. Patrick's day, a soiree this evening and then I have a work event tomorrow that will take up pretty much all of the daytime hours but I really want to get it done this weekend just because that's how it works best with my budget so I'm like okay well there's a, there's a solution here so instead of doing it my typical way I am taking some things that I have learned after doing this for the last few months and incorporating those. A few weeks ago, I was going to spend a weekend getting some cooking done. And I had another weird Friday night um, where I had some place I had to be. So I thought, well, let's just see what I can get done in the next hour and a half. And I realized something so cool, something that is always so gratifying to me. I tend to be like, why, why can't I get this thing perfectly right the first or second time I do it? Why am I not already an expert at something that I'm just starting to learn and figure out? That's me. So on this day, a few weeks ago, when I realized that I had learned a lot trying this starting in January, really in earnest, when I decided that I was going to spend this time 
cooking, my mind created a plan of efficiency without any effort. I was like, okay, in this amount of time, I can get these vegetables roasted. And then while I'm doing that, then I can go over here and I can grill up these uh, chicken breasts. And then while, I, while that's cooking, I'm going to do this. And, and I accomplished so much in an hour and a half. And as someone who loves efficiency, like if I were going to list the top five things that I love, excluding people, um, I would have to say that efficiency is for sure toward the top of that list. So since today is going to be broken up and I have a lot of work to do and I got this lunch in a little while and I got this thing tonight and tomorrow, I thought, okay, I'm going to do some prep work. So I have learned what the most effective kind of prep work is for me. So for example, like making sure that all my dishes are done and that my dishwasher is empty. I mean, that one single thing can save me so much time while I am cooking. Um, things like roasting vegetables, it's just super quick so I can get that done. Um, getting my rice cooked in my instant pot, like I can do a few batches of rice and get those done and then I portion them out and put them in the freezer. It really does work. Maybe some people are like, no, I would never like rice that had been frozen and reheated, but I have found that if I just add a tablespoon of water or stir in a little more olive oil or butter or something, it's fine, at least it is for me. So I can get that done. And then I'm making stuffed peppers tomorrow, so then that part will be done. I won't have to um, spend the time doing that. What else am I going to do? I'm gonna get all my turkey burgers cooked up. I have this awesome indoor grill that I received as a Christmas present a few years ago, and I love that thing. It just cooks meat perfectly every time, super reliable, and you don't have to think about it. Hashtag efficiency. Um, so I'm gonna get those guys all done, and then I'll have a, lo a load of dishes that I can run through, unload that, and then it's all ready again for tomorrow. So what I've also learned over the last couple of months is what it is that I actually want to eat on a daily basis. So I was seeing these meal prep videos that you see all the time, like on Facebook and or on YouTube, and they're all super healthy and that's awesome, that's great. Um, but what I realized is, oh listen, that's the sound an Instant Pot makes when you open it and close it and I love it. So I realized that I, I don't want to just eat plain chicken breast and like plain rice and plain roasted vegetables. I like all of those things, but I have to make them in a way that I actually enjoy and will feel motivated to eat when it's been a long day and I get home. Um, that was something else. I'm like, I, I have to have to think about that because the truth is that if I make for example this time I'm making some meatloaf I was like gosh I haven't had meatloaf in forever and it sounds really good and I thought well I guess meatloaf is probably not like the healthiest thing and then I thought yeah but it is way better than eating fast food or getting stuff from a restaurant or getting frozen lasagna that has a thousand milligrams of sodium in every single serving. Um, so I decided, yes, that makes sense to me. 
So that's, that's what I'm going for this time, that, that combo. I really do not mind eating the same things repeatedly, but I also recognize that I do also enjoy trying some new things. So I thought, well, maybe a happy medium that I can experiment with is establishing some things that I cook every time. For example, these turkey burgers. Over the course of a month, they're so, they're so handy. I can grab them, put them in the microwave, and then take them with me. Like, I'll eat those things for breakfast. I'll eat them if I want a high-protein snack that's also hot. So those are good things to have on hand. Um, I'm always going to cook some rice in my Instant Pot. I'm always going to use ground beef for something, whether I make a few burgers, make meatloaf, um, make a recipe that includes it. And then I am making some new things. So meatloaf is something I don't usually do. I'm also making stuffed bell peppers for the first time, which is something I've been wanting to try for probably 10 years. And you know, you think about something like that and then you dismiss it and you never get around to doing it. That's silly. So I consulted one of my best friends, Desi, who is originally from Bulgaria because that's who I associate with stuffed bell peppers, like her version of it, and like her mom making these stuffed bell peppers easily 10 or more years ago. And they were so good. So that's always been my ideal. So I said, what do you put in your stuffed peppers? And she told me, so that's what I'm gonna do. And then I read that those freeze pretty well. And so I'm gonna just give it a shot as I like to experiment and we'll see how it goes. But then I've got my old staples and I have some variety and I'm making like a good quantity of food. I also did get a bunch of vegetables that I will roast and they'll be delicious because of the seasoning I use. And I got some like chicken tenders and I'm gonna do some um, breaded chicken tenders because that again will be quick and easy to grab. So I feel like this is maybe the first time of the four times that I've done this so far this year that I feel like I've got a shot of kind of really knowing how it's going to work for me. Oh, there it goes. It's my grill. It's telling me that my turkey burgers are done. So now I'm going to get these guys out of here. I'm just going to be doing... Um, batch after batch after batch of the turkey burgers and then I'm gonna be working in between because efficiency. So you'll notice that the recording for this part of the the main part of the episode just sort of cut off abruptly <laughs> and I was listening back to it and I thought well I probably just got into cooking for the day and didn't think to record anymore. And so I just had a few additional reflections after working on this episode to share with you. First, now a few months later, I will say that a full day of cooking for one month's worth of meals often means about one hour of prep the night before, usually on a Friday night for me, and then an average of about seven hours on a Saturday. And I know that's a long and that isn't possible for everyone to do, and I get that. And, you know, this whole process is still in the experimental stages, like I'm further along than I was, but I'm still figuring some things out. And I am working on ways to cut that time down once 
one glorious day, I got it down to five hours and that was amazing. Uh, and then the thing is though, that even if it is seven hours, I don't have to cook or do a bunch of those like heavier duty dishes for weeks at a time. And so even though it's a long day, it has ultimately been a time saver for me. By now I have been through this process eight full times and I have learned things like you can get tired of turkey burgers for sure. <laughs> I think I mentioned I'm going to cook turkey burgers every single time because they're great. I do them about every other month now. Um, also, I mentioned how I cook rice every time. Well, last May on my cooking day, I cooked so much rice that I didn't need to cook more until this month, until August. So... That was interesting. I'm also still figuring, it's like this balance. I'm figuring out how much I wanna eat the same kind of thing all the time, which is more efficient in terms of how long the cooking day itself takes versus needing like some variety, which makes it more likely that I'll actually want to eat what I've made. Like I mentioned a few times, this requires a sort of calibration, but I'm getting there, it's progressive. And then in terms of habits, I will say I'm really pleased because this new cooking day approach has become like a new normal for me. I don't have to make a conscious decision to do it. It just happens naturally. The weekend comes about and I know that it's time. And even though I've only been doing it, I mean, comparatively for a fairly short period of time, I'm telling you, I have seen it make a difference in saving me money. And I haven't even like perfected the method yet. So that's been pretty awesome to observe. Overall, this has contributed to my self-care. It has saved me time. It has increased my productivity. And then it does really provide like a, a sense of achievement every month, knowing that I'm doing something good for myself that affects all these different areas of my life. I'm, I'm really pleased with how this has worked out. I'm going to include for you in the show notes for this episode, uh, my Amazon affiliate links to different appliances that I've used on cooking day to make it way more efficient. So I'm going to include a link to the Instant Pot, who's beeping. It's melodious beeping. You heard the tea fall. I think that's how you pronounce it. The tea fall grill that you heard just sizzling away. And then this new instant read meat thermometer that I just recently got. And I just used for the first time for my August cooking day. And it changed my life. I'm not exaggerating. It made it so much easier to know that my meat was done. That was great. So of course, I wish that I could ask you right now about all your thoughts on meal prep as a form of self-care, but that's not how podcasts work. You're not sitting here with me. So I settled on one question to ask you. But before I get to that, it is time for one of our regular segments on making your impact. It's the Leslie Nope Corner. In the Leslie Nope Corner, I highlight a quote from my favorite impact-making fictional heroine, Leslie Nope, from the NBC show Parks and Recreation. You can watch all seasons of Parks and Rec on Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon Prime. Today's Leslie Nope quote comes from season two, episode 14, entitled Leslie's House, written by Dan Gore. In this episode, Leslie is concerned about impressing her well-traveled and super accomplished boyfriend for their next date. And so she consults her best friend, Anne Perkins. Anne makes a modest and very reasonable suggestion for their date night. And then Leslie takes that idea and then overcomplicates it 
by a factor of like 1 million. And Anne is like, well, that's not really what I meant. And Leslie says, I know, I took your idea and made it better. It's called a think tank, Anne. Our lunches are like think tanks. Leslie is known for being a little bit too blunt sometimes and is taken back for a moment, but it's clear that Leslie means this in the best way possible. Her facial expression and her tone definitely indicate that it like it really means something to her, that she and her best friend can troubleshoot a situation and reach a solution, even though Leslie might have a tendency to come up with an absurdly enormous expansion of a simple solution, but she always manages to make them work, you know. And then these think tanks sessions with Anne become a huge part of how Leslie makes her impact and then actually the different ways that Anne makes hers as well. So I was reflecting on this because I feel this way with my closest friends sometimes. Like our conversations are little mini think tanks. In fact, just last week, one of my friends and I were troubleshooting her own meal prep challenges. Um, Our conversations were legit like a think tank. So this through our conversations, we identified some challenges that she has faced and some patterns that she's experienced with her own meal prepping. And then we went from that to discussing some ideas that really specifically target those challenges and patterns. She has realized that she's an obliger in Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies framework. And she's really just in the last month or so taken action to figure out like the most effective external accountability she can find to help her achieve her goals. So we were talking through that as well. I know that I rely on these kinds of think tank conversations with people close to me to help me make my impact. And that includes impact specific projects like coming up with ideas for Dragonfly or brainstorming ideas for the podcast, talking about my book, and then also uh, just like life goals that naturally feed into making our impact like figuring out meal prepping strategies that increase our productivity and efficiency. And I guess I relate to Leslie in this way. The way that she expressed this to Anne really touched me because it warms my heart so much when my friends and I can know each other well enough and become familiar enough with each other's lives to the point where we can troubleshoot through a problem and really come up with practical solutions and and it helps us to like propel each other forward and so our becomes our own personal think tank just like Leslie and Ann which is awesome I also wanted to let you know that if you are interested in joining a community that has the potential to become your own personal think tank to help you develop solutions and gain support for making your impact you might consider joining my patreon If you join at any subscription tier available right now, you'd be one of the very first members of Team Impact, and you would play a role in helping me build a truly supportive community for helping others make their impact as well. Plus, every tier comes with fun additional benefits, if I do say so myself. You can check it out at patreon.com slash Melissa Ike, which is spelled E-I-C-K. So now as we wrap up this episode, here is your question of the up. Do you engage in any kind of meal prep? And if so, what has been your biggest challenge? Whether you're still facing the challenge or you've overcome it, you have some strategies for us, I would really love to hear from you on this. So please leave your comment in the post for this episode, which is episode 12 on the podcast Instagram at Making Your Impact. 
As always, you can follow me personally on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn by searching Melissa Ike, E-I-C-K. I always got to spell it. On the next episode, I will share about three activities I pursued in life that felt so silly and frivolous at the time, but ended up, no kidding, completely changing my life and defining how I'm making my impact today. As always, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Please make sure to subscribe to get inspired and remember that the world needs you to make your impact.